Well, you're half right. Kyle Draper's on his way here. He'll be here momentarily. Coming to you from the Golden One Center. Uh, we've got Kings basketball tonight. Yeah, the I don't know what you want to call it. Second half, second part of the season. The stretch drive begins tonight with the Kings taking on a team. They let's be honest. We've said this before many, 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 many times, and turned out to be wrong. Kings taking on tonight a team that they should beat, a team that we're nonetheless all looking forward to seeing because Victor Wembanyama makes his Sacramento debut tonight and now we do have Kyle Draper getting ready just joined his drapes we're just uh settling in here enjoying some youth basketball I am already seeing some defense it's been a little better than what we saw from the Kings at times in the first half uh of the season but this is one that uh, the Kings should be able to uh win tonight get off to a decent start and then I, I think we're in full schedule uh watching mode here scoreboard watching mode a lot of people will be desperately hoping Kings can claw their way into the top six. I'm pretty much resigned at this point. My thinking, Jay, is they're probably going to be in the play-in. Uh, we'll see. There's every chance they're not. But I've just kind of resigned myself to that. And that's fine. If you get into the play-in and then you get out of the play-in and you're in the playoffs, then it's all forgotten. But it's so competitive in the West, as we know, and there's so many great teams and so many teams playing so well. I think the Kings are probably going to be in the play-in. It's just a matter of if you are going to be, you want to be 7th or 8th instead of ninth or 10th. Do you think, would we be okay with that? Could Sacramento handle the Kings in the play-in? Well, I think if there's, if you're giving me a choice of being a play-in or not being in it at all, I think we have to absolutely handle it, Whitey. I, I would imagine that any postseason basketball is better than what we've seen over the last, well, not last yeah. year, but prior to that. and. I understand it's what have you done for me lately, and I also understand, yeah. you know, there are fans who feel, and the Drapes is kind of like this a little bit, but, um, and I, well, I should say you were a little more like this, of, you know, you guys had a fantastic year last year, we'd like to see you build on it, not go backwards, and, yeah. you know, unfortunately, the West yeah. is a lot better, but I, to answer your question, I think, yes, we could. Yeah. I think we it have to. Be. It's just uh if, if they get out of it, it'll be great. I think if they were in the play-in and they didn't emerge from the play-in, I think there'd be a lot of hand-wringing. But we'll see. A lot of, lot of pizza left in the box, and and we don't need to get ahead of ourselves. But I do. Drapes, I don't yeah. know. I, that's my feeling right now, Kyle Draper, joining us. Um, I, I think they probably are headed for the play-in, and I've, I've made peace with that. If they're not, great. But if they are, I, I don't think that's a terrible thing necessarily. Well, I, I think it, it could be terrible. And here's why. And we you just mentioned it. What if you get bounced? Yeah. First day. True. Second, second game. True. You know, you actually don't make the playoffs. To me, that's a major step back. But, you know, when you look at the Western Conference, are we at a point, fellas, and I, and I thought about this on the drive-in, where we start jockeying, like, would you rather be seven and have to face, you know, maybe Luka in a one-game play-in, and then perhaps OKC? Or would you rather be sixth and have to play the Clippers in a seven-game series? Hmm. And so I'm almost of the ilk, of the belief. Interesting. That seven right now, currently, seven would be better than six. Okay. If, if you had a one-game against Dallas and then advanced to play OKC, I would be okay with that. Gotcha. Gotcha. But opening up against the Clippers 
it could be, it, you know, it could be quick work. Yeah. And so here's the thing. Are you going to be this year's Miami? You have the possibility of doing. We saw with the Lakers last year, Whitey and Jay, matchups meant everything. They drew a favorable matchup. Memphis, a team that they could beat. And then Golden State that they had the size advantage on. Mm -hmm. And so everything sort of fell right for the Lakers, who were in the play-in last year. Right. And and made it all the way to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, barely beat Minnesota, too, remember? Possibility. Yeah, what you say? Barely beat Minnesota, too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Wasn't that yeah. first game? Or was that New Orleans? Who was that they struggled against in uh, the first play-in game? Yeah, yeah, who was that? It was someone had them on the rocks, Minnesota. man. Yeah, they were. I think it was in yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. It, it, yeah, I think it was. And then Minnesota uh, gave Denver some fits in the first round. And then, you know, ultimately we, we saw what happened. But I, I don't know. And so is it too early to be looking at that? Like, I think the spot you want to be in, and I don't even know if the fifth seed is that good. If you got to open up against Denver in a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. the seventh spot might be the best Maybe spot. So. It, it, it's quite possible. I know, you, know? You, you have said many times that you're still not sold on the Pelicans. They're sixth right now. Yeah. So, again, I, I, I don't want to sound negative. I think the Kings are in the play-in, but I recognize maybe they're not going to be. Another thing in the West, so many of these teams – really rely a lot on some older guys like the Clippers, uh, like the Suns, like the Lakers and the Warriors. So, you know, somebody tweaks something here or there, it could dramatically change uh, the rest of the season. And, there, you know, it could it doesn't have to be an older player. Players that aren't – players that are younger and healthier, they get hurt too. So there's that. But to me, what I'm focused on now is, yeah, if you can get out of the play, and great. But to me, seven or eight is just a much, much better place to be than ninth or tenth. Right, because oh, yeah. seventh or eighth, you get two you shots, get two cracks if at. you need them. Right. If you yeah, need right. So to me, if the Kings are sixth, fifth, great. Seventh, eighth, I could live with that. But that's what I'm going to be keeping an eye on. You just want to make sure you're you're at least seventh, or eighth. Of course, seventh, you get home court. You get whatever home court. The one game against, uh, yeah. maybe it's you got to avenge the Pelicans. Maybe the Pelicans yeah. drop back, and and so. I don't know, man. It's uh, And we talked about it yesterday, and you and Jay mentioned it. We know pretty much the 10 teams that are going to make the playoffs slash play in. We know, I'm pretty sure the Kings are going to be one of them unless something uh, catastrophic happens. But when you look at the landscape of the Western Conference, and I think that maybe needs to be the discussion that we should have, who would you not want to face? Like, and then that, to me, determines whether I'm okay in the play-in or not. Like like I just said, if we got to face the Clippers in the 3-6 matchup. Don't want to see the Clippers. I, I really do, I don't. I, I don't want to see the Clippers. If we got to face Denver in a 4-5 matchup, uh, I, honestly, I really don't want. But if we got to face. I've been beating them like a drum, I Grace. know, but they haven't, like been they haven't been healthy in any of the three games we've played them. They, they've been shorthanded every single game that we play them. And the heart of a champion. I, I went, <laughs> with that being said, you mentioned the 9-10. If we had to face Steph Curry in a 9-10 matchup, I wouldn't want that. I, I so, to me, it. it has more to do with potential matchups than necessarily actual seeding. Do you think there's a really, really good, decent chance that they end up out of the play-in? That they can play well enough the rest of the way to, to get catch, to the top six? To get to it, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least I, catch I, the Pelicans. I think so. I, I think 17 of the 28 are at home. 
Um, you look at the Pelicans, 14 of their 27 are at home. I, I, you know, you got one more game left to go against them. They have the tiebreaker, obviously. But I think there's a possibility to catch them. Yeah, why, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, um, if the Kings play, the, the problem is, and we talked about it yesterday, the Kings can't afford to lose games that they should win. Right. They're at the point now where every game they're favored, they should win. Like tonight, no question, they should beat this San Antonio. They don't have the luxury of losing. And so to catch, I think, you know, New Orleans, to catch a Phoenix, I think you got to play, you know, near 17 and 11 basketball, 18 and 10 basketball the rest of the way. However, you're absolutely right. However, Ooh. and you may know more, uh, but we don't know yet whether Domas is playing tonight. Upgraded uh, to questionable. Okay. Did participate in shoot-around today. Yeah. So he's trending All right. in the right direction. I mean, he's probably going to play then, I would think. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, if he didn't, then obviously all bets are off as far as, well, it's a team that you should beat. You still should beat them, but playing without Domas be a whole different equation. So yeah. that's a great way tonight, a great way to start the second half, whatever you want to call it, of the season, right, with a win against the Spurs. Yeah, a win Let's against Wimbayama, and we talked about it yesterday, and, and it's worth pointing out again today. After the All-Star break, that's when this team hit its stride. That's when they played the best basketball yes. of their season. Uh-huh. And that's when they came out. It was like a reset, and they were, you know, sprinters, and they came out the starting gates, the starting blocks quick. It needs to happen now, especially when you look at, Whitey, the next five games. And that's how Mike Brown looks at things, five games. You got the Spurs, Clippers, Miami, Denver, and Minnesota. Those uh, outside of tonight, those are four games against teams above you in the standings, well, Mm -hmm. three in the West. Mm -hmm. And so you can make up some ground. These are some big games, and if you could get wins in these games, I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, so you have a chance very early to make a statement here, right? Statement, yeah. Tonight should be a statement, you know, to show these fans, to show this crowd that, hey, what happened before All-Star break, that's in the past. We're ready about business now. We talked about it. It's a sprint to the finish right Mm -hmm. now. And you'll see, I think you'll see the best basketball from a lot of different teams over these next 28 games. We know that, unfortunately, the Kings have been up and down this year. We've been on the roller coaster. They've been maddeningly inconsistent. Why is that? Harrison Barnes and the Kings addressed that, and we'll see if we can't figure out why the Kings were so up and down in the first part of the season. More importantly, how they can avoid that the rest of the way when we come right back to the Golden One Center. It's a Drive Guys game night, Sacktown Sport. You can tell that the most important days of the season are coming because just walking in drapes. I don't, I don't remember the last time the weather was so nice walking into the arena. Reminded yeah. me of last year, the postseason. Yeah, exactly. It is. Things are starting to uh, uh-huh. bloom out there in Sacramento. And you feel a little buzz, nice weather out, people out running, jogging, uh-huh. riding bikes. And uh, spring is almost here in Sacktown. Yeah, and that means playoff time. Hopefully for the Kings, again, that's the one good thing. It's almost certain that they're at least going to be in the play-in, right? That's one thing we think we know. Yeah, we looked at the standings. Yeah. And, you know, Utah sold off some pieces at the trade deadline. Houston, you know, they were a nice story the first month or two of the season, but they've come falling back down to earth. And so outside of that, you know, uh, there's not much else. You know, Memphis isn't going to make a run. San Antonio, obviously, Portland. And so 
there are about 12 teams for 10 spots. And, you know, like I said, Utah and, uh, you know, uh, Houston, to me, are out of it, you know, in, in my eyes. They aren't threats to the Kings uh, right yeah. now. Yeah, and as we've said a million times, if this year were last year, if you switch the two years, everything would seem great. Now, obviously, we don't know where this is going to end up. Maybe they go on to the conference finals or beyond this year. But last year, people were, uh, I think, they would have been in, in a more accepting mood for a play-in. Uh, of course, we got the first round and then right, right. almost win. So we'll see. I mean, they very well may get into the first round this year without a play-in in advance. Uh, it's just been hard to figure out what this team's going to do, and that's one of the things that Harrison, Bar- Harrison Barnes addressed yesterday. Uh, when asked what the Kings need to do to keep this thing going in the right direction yesterday, he said it's just a matter of being more consistent. Here's Harrison Barnes. It doesn't sound like a broken record, but I think it just comes down to consistency. You know, I think we've shown in moments and small stretches of the season uh, who we want to be, who we can be, and I think it's just a matter of, of replicating that. I don't think we have to necessarily go out and reinvent the wheel or do anything crazy different. Uh, it's just a matter of accumulate that performance night in, night out, whether we're playing a top team in the league, a team that's you know out of the playoffs, a team that has their starters, a team that doesn't. You know, I think that's our challenge moving forward is can we put forth the same effort every single day? Harrison Barnes. Yeah. That, I, I, when I heard that, it kind of buckled me a little bit. Really? Well, because he says, can we put forth the same effort every single night? I don't think effort has really been the issue, has it? I don't think there's any question that this team wants to win and they play hard. It's just a matter of they just don't seem as focused. Maybe I'm nitpicking, but to me it's more an issue of focus than it is effort. Because if we're talking effort, you know, that's the type of talk that ends up, your your coach ends up on a hot seat, things like that. I don't think we have that. No, uh, and maybe Harrison might have misspoke a little bit. He might be talking about uh, exactly uh, what you're talking about because – I haven't witnessed a lack of effort. No, I haven't either. To your point, I've witnessed lack of uh, focus, whether it's taking care of the ball, whether it's knocking down your free throws, whether it's sticking to the defensive principles that the coaches, you know, ha- have instilled in you. And so, yeah, that that's what we've seen. And, you know, this is what happens, though, in the NBA. And, and this would, you know, when you look at great teams, this is what, you know, sets them apart from just, you know, uh, good teams like you look at the Atlanta Hawks a couple years ago made it all the way to the West Eastern Conference Finals you look at the Sacramento Kings what winds up happening in the NBA and sports in general is you feel like you've accomplished something I've said it a thousand times on this show poor hungry and driven mm-hmm. you get all fat and happy feel like you accomplished anything feel like it's just going to be handed to you then that's when you have a you know a, a letdown a uh you're un, you underachieve you know you still got to be hungry like and i thought whitey i'm gonna go all the way back to october media day i thought this king's team said all the right things i agree media day, that they understood they hadn't accomplished anything that they but they haven't come out as hungry i don't think as they did a season ago Mm-hmm. And so, to me, that lack of focus, I'm going to speak for Harrison Barnes, is what's been missing. It's its like, guys, especially, and I said this at the beginning of the year, if they thought what they did last year is going to be good enough for this year, they got another thing coming to them. Because when you look at the Western Conference, 
everybody's gotten better, it seems like. And so that effort and focus we saw last year, it needs to be higher this year because the West is that much more difficult. 48 win- eight wins ain't going to get it done. Nope. My theory is that in addition to all that, I think the team has buckled a little bit here or there under the weight of the expectation. Last year there were no expectations, right? They came out yeah. and they stunned Everybody, even though they'd had a great first half of the season, they came out in the second half, that is, post-break, and they just laid the wood to people. Remember, they went on that road trip. I think when they came out, they won 11 of 13 out of the break, including seven road games. And they were destroying people on the road. Teams were, like, on their heels, like, who are these guys? This year, everyone knows, oh, it's the Kings. we got to take them seriously. Also, the Kings know, hmm, there's a lot expected of us from ourselves, from each other from our coaches, from our fans. And I think at times, to me, it's looked like they've played and they've had a uh, a bit of a struggle with the weight of the expectations, which were absent last yeah, year. Yeah, and not just the team as a collective, individuals. Yes. I feel like Keegan Murray at times. Yeah. You know, based on what we saw in the California Classic, based on what everybody was saying beforehand, he comes out and it gets off to a slow start. Kevin Herter, slow start as well. You know, even De'Aaron Fox, he started off so great last two months, you know, trying to maintain that high level of play. That consistency, like Harrison Barnes mentioned, consistency mm-hmm. is proven to be a challenge for this Sacramento Kings team. And that's why, you know, the Warriors, when they were winning titles, it's so hard to not only repeat as champs, but to get back to where you were. You know, look at the Kings. They may get 48 wins, and that may be good enough for seven in the Western Conference. And so it's uh, it, it, it's tough on them, man. It's it's it, They still got time, Whitey. I'm not, yeah. I'm not putting dirt on them yet or no, 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 no. You know, relegating them to the play-in. But, you know, I, I need a 17-11, 18-10 finish to this season. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm not trying to say why this is, yeah. oh, this year's terrible. But why have they been so up and down? And I think it really has been reflected, what you're talking about, um, and what I'm talking about, the expectations. Yeah. In the free throw shooting, because you know anybody who's yeah. played a little basketball, these guys are good shooters, and they proved it last year. They're much better free throw shooters than we've seen this year. Well, what's the problem? Is it physical? Maybe here or there a little bit, but primarily I think it's, you know, you get it between your ears. Yeah. When you start thinking about your free throw shooting, all of a sudden, clunk. It's clunk, snowballs, too. You get, yeah. Malik is a great shooter, right. and we're seeing him as free throws, and I think that's a reflection. of This team has been in their own heads too much in the first half. Yeah, and it's proven to be an issue. You know, the case in point, the free throws, like you said, it, it, it sort of, you know, feeds on its own and then creates right. this monster uh, inside your head, and you're, you're 100% right. You know, even when you looked at Kevin Herter in his early struggles, I thought it was yep, more a good example. Head, you know, yeah. it's like every shot he took, it felt like the weight of the world was on it. Yeah. He felt it in the crowd and mm-hmm. every shot he yep. missed, there was the groans and the, oh man, and everything like that. And the only way to get, get out of that, and unfortunately Kevin Herter did, is to just keep playing, keep playing, keep playing, and keep pushing on. And, and he played through it. But you're right, man. That's what, you know, like I said, it's one thing to win 48 games when you're off the radar. Nobody's thinking about you. It's another thing to win 48 or more when the expectation. Oh, yeah. You're is, supposed to win uh, tonight. You're, you're what are supposed you gonna do? to win. Yeah. You know, you know, you can't luck into wins or any like you're supposed to win these games. And so you're right about the weight of expectations, man. And, and that's why the greats are the greats. Yeah. 
It's like you go to open mic night. If somebody's there, it's like, I didn't, you know, no cover charts tonight. Let's see. Oh, this guy's kind of funny. Yeah. But if people pay money right. Next to see night a show, you come back and pay, you're supposed like, to be funny yeah, now. Make me laugh. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I was, you know, uh, a person that thought that about these kings. I'm like, all right, you won 48 last year. You should win, you know, be a top four seed this year. You 52 this year. And, you know, it, it's and Jason Jones said it yesterday on with us, it's not linear. Every season is its own thing. I think ultimately, and we've talked about it, this season will be judged not by the standings, but what they do in April and May. Yep. And so, you know, we can ride this roller coaster with these 28 games left to go. We can be woe is me if they are in the play-in. But if they win around. If they do a Miami, we'll it take doesn't it. Matter. Right, yeah. it doesn't matter. It really so, doesn't matter. It, it starts tonight, though. It yes. It starts tonight. That's my hope, is that we see the Kings play with uh, more of a sense of joy than we saw at times in the first half. Last year, the Kings came out, and they played Kings basketball. We all knew what that was. Defensively, wasn't yeah. much, but we knew they were going to score. And I still think that is the answer going forward for them, Kyle. And I know Mike Brown might not disagree. I know he knows a lot more about basketball than I do, as much as he – preaches we've got to be better defensively yes that would be terrific but i think the king's key to having more success than they did last year is finding uh that offensive firepower again yeah and, and, and at, at some point you just have to accept this is who you are yeah this is so. you know you know the kings keep banging this rock against the concrete hoping water comes out <laughs> they just got to realize you know what there's no water in there, so yeah. you got to look elsewhere, and elsewhere for them is offensively. They have the potential to be so much better offensively. We saw it last year. They got the shooters. They got the playmakers, and so Just you're make right. your free throws. Make the free throws. I mean, and to me, that's probably the biggest, you know, drop-off that I noticed. How do you go from 79% one year mm-hmm. to what are they, 73, 72, it's something the right it's now? Between the ears. I mean, that, and that's fixable. You're leaving points on the board. Your offensive rating, Mike Brown talked about it. You know, your offensive rating is top 10 easily if you just make your free yeah, throws. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and I don't know if the word is out on the Kings or not that they're a bad free throw shooting team, but for De'Aaron Fox to get to the line as much as he does. He has to be better. He was solid last year, but he has to be better going forward, I think. I don't know if you've been at practice yet. I haven't been at practice. But uh, I think it was Brendan, SackdownSports.com. Yeah. He said the first thing, one of the first things he noticed when the Kings started working out again this week, they have some kind of free throw leaderboard posted. Oh, do they? Yeah. I haven't been since. So uh, clearly, yeah. yeah. So clearly they're trying to get that sense of pride and and emphasize that yeah. because, uh, as Mike Brown said, we all know the two things the Kings really need to improve in is free throw shooting and right. uh, three-point defense. Speaking of our Sacktown Sports Insiders, Frankie Cardicelli is going to join us. Everybody's favorite Cardicelli, right? Little Frankie. <laughs> what do you call him? Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. Yeah, going back to his neighborhood next year with the drive guys. Kings and Spurs tonight. One of the things that I've been trying to figure out this year is how come the Spurs, when they have – Pop and they have Wimby. How come they've been so bad? And I think we have the answer. We have that for you today. We have Sean Elliott, uh, Spurs announcer, who in 89 drapes when the Kings had the first pick, they ended up taking Purvis Ellison. I wanted them to take Sean Elliott. They should have really? done it. Oh, yeah, they should have definitely done, done it. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So we've got him today. Also looking forward to this if, if drapes 
uh, will play along. You know, he's got the play-by-play tonight. Yep. we got to come up with Drape's community of the day that you might be able to oh, slip in. Oh, give a shout-out? Okay, yeah. yeah. If, do you that. know, if that. somebody hits a long shot. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me think about that. Oh, I got yeah. somebody. We, or maybe we take some yeah, suggestions. Yeah, take some suggestions. Okay, we'll get to that as yeah. well. Yeah, let's talk about that, too, a little later. Yeah. Right now, nice enough to join us, Sackdown Sports Kings Insider. Drapes calls him Mr. Rogers, and it's easy to hear why. He's just such an easygoing guy, and he's always he's always got the right of it. Frankie Cardicelli, how are you, Frankie? Fellas, happy first game back from All-Star break, or whatever you want to call it. It's going to be exciting to be back in the building tonight. Looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Frankie, do you know, I know Drapes says uh, Domas is now questionable. Uh, how would Mike Brown deal with his absence if, in fact, he weren't able to go tonight? And hopefully he will be. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he came through this morning's shoot-around and looks like the, the progression of his status from doubtful to questionable, that really usually bodes well for, for players that are coming back from injury or illness. And we know that Domas is a guy that battles through a lot. He played with the broken hand for most of last season, and I think that illness is something that uh, is going to be tough to keep him out. But if he isn't able to go, Alex Lenz, a guy that Mike Brown has called on uh, more times than not. Last year there was only three games that, that Sabonis missed, but – uh, two of those games, we went with Alex Len, and I think against a, a team like the Spurs, who have Victor Wembanyama, it's going to be a tough match for anybody. But oh, sorry, I'm getting another call. <laughs> Come on, Frankie. <laughs> well, are, you, are you there, bro? Everything good? Huh? Frankie I just dropped. No, nope. look at that. <laughs> wow. Frankie sorry. just dropped. <laughs> I got another call. <laughs> That I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> That's disrespectful. Huh. He got another call yeah. and actually took the other call <laughs> while he was on the I radio. know. I know. Did, it, did he think maybe we weren't on the air yet? Right. <laughs> wow. You know, we may have to revoke his credential or something, man. Oh, my God. We, we were talking about the Kings making a statement tonight. I think Frankie just made a statement right there. I'll tell you what. <laughs> That's what we got, fellas. I'll we, tell you what. Frankie might be the first person we dropped the, the ringtone on in this show. Jay, Whitey, Simone. Now, if Sean Elliott did that to us, okay. But I'm not letting Mr. Rogers get away with that. Frankie Cardicelli. What? Huh. Hold I'm on. Sure he got to beg to come fault. back on our show. This is nah, not bro. My fault. What happened? This is hey, not Fra- my fault. hey, Frankie, what's the up? Apple, the Apple, like the way it, there's three buttons that come up. They're all confusing. There's like a one that says hold accept oh, and accept. I try. I pressed the wrong one. I swear I saw this on Twitter. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> very confusing. Let I, I tried Dude, to, you, to it, find that You know that the ball. iPhone's been out for a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> like on 15, 16? I mean, what you got? Fisher my Price, my first player. iPhone. You're trying to figure out there. What's going on, man? Do you think I would try to set myself up for this? Do you think I want this? <laughs> There's no way I want this. Hey, look, fellas, you, you, fellas, you tell me yeah. when if we got to run Frankie. I, I'm ready to go. Now, I don't know if y'all want to proceed, if, but if you let me know, Drapes, if, I, I got it ready. If co-worker, Jay, I would say get him out of here. Yeah, and if you it wasn't know? Frankie. You know, it's Frankie wouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's pretty bad. Dude. I, don't even, I don't even know what we were talking about, man. Yeah. Um, uh, Frankie, what were we talking I'm about? I'm just here. and yeah. I'm just here for your guys' entertainment. I fully understand that, and hopefully I got a laugh. But I'm telling you, I did not mean to hang up on you guys. 
All right, all right, man. You're you're back. Don't you let did it though. You again. said, "Oh, I've got another." He said, call. "I got another yeah. call." Click. <laughs> well, I for, for a second that. I thought maybe I got disconnected because there's all these things going on. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, but AT and T, Verizon, all these networks are going down, and it was. I thought that maybe I lost the call for so for a second. I didn't know if I was still. I don't know. It was just a, a matter of maybe yeah. my phone lost service. I don't know. Again, I get to be dunked on. Well, here we are. I get it. That's how it is. I get We're it. Back. We're back, Frankie. Uh, did you have a question for Frank? Uh, I'm done with that. Dude, <laughs> He's I, mad I, at me. No, I, mad all right, Frankie. I'm, I'm going to tee you up. We're Frank. just having fun, Frankie. <laughs> just having fun. All right, Frankie. Uh, you know, I, I know the guys talked about it yesterday. I'm sure they talked about it today, uh, these last 28 games. Uh, do you think, because earlier in the season, Mike Brown was talking about it's a marathon. Do you get the sense that they feel like, all right, it's game on now? Will we see a more intense a more focused Kings team, you think? I mean, I hope so. I, mean, I think that I was talking with Chris and Alan this morning just about how I think consistency is the one thing that this Kings team has really been looking for. And the fact that we still don't really know what this team's true identity is. I mean, last year we knew it was a team that could beat you scoring the basketball. I mean, the defense was not great last year, but you knew they were going to put up 125-plus almost every night. Right now, that's not really the case. We, we we see the offense go through these cold spells, and then the defense looks great some nights like it did against Denver, and then it looks completely lost like it does other nights. So I think if we can kind of see if this team can find a true identity and be that high-scoring presence it was last year while maintaining that consistency on defense, that's what I'm looking for because what the Kings did against Denver on the defensive end, and yeah, I know that Denver was missing a few guys, but we've seen the Kings play shorthanded teams all the time, and uh, Denver, even with, without Jamal Murray and KCP, that's a very good basketball team when the Kings held them under 100 points. So uh, I, I really am looking forward to, to seeing if that, if that can be a constant down this final stretch. But, again, right now we just don't really know what team's going to show up. Hopefully tonight it's that team that we saw in Denver. Frankie, uh, what do you make of De'Aaron Fox's vague comments, somewhat vague comments uh, regarding his shoulder? Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. It's not bad enough for me to get an MRI, but three days off is not going to help it. So, do you have any idea where we really are with that? I know he's not helping any. Um, yeah, I think if it was something that was really serious, I mean, first of all, I think he'd be listed on the injury report, and that's that's something that he has yet to be listed on that report with that shoulder injury. And, again, with imaging, he even said that he hadn't had an MRI yet. So I, I don't know if that's something they're going to plan on doing down the line, but I think if there was a time to do it, it would have been the all-star break. And to my knowledge, that did not take place. So I think it's kind of that's what De'Aaron does. Like, he goes through bumps and bruises all the time, and this is something that has been – on a lot of people's minds for a while now, and he finally confirmed it. But still, business as usual, he's going to keep playing through it. And the same goes for Keegan Murray, who said at practice the other day that the the bumps and bruises or ailments he's feeling, they're not going to be resolved over a, a brief all-star break. They're going to, those are things that you have to kind of sit down and get off your feet for multiple days. You know, those constant motions of, of practice and games are not going to – you don't have enough downtime to get rid of some of these things. So um, it's the home stretch, and I have no no doubt that both those guys are going to be available more times than not as long as things don't get worse. And, I mean, as we've seen with Darren Fox, who finished the the, break, the pre-break strong, he looks like himself a little bit right now. And if they can get that Fox down the stretch, it's going to be really good for the Kings. By the way, we have another nickname for Frankie, Kyle. What do you think? This is from Brandon. Frankie Click Carter. <laughs> oh my God, Frankie! Uh, unbelievable, man! Unbelievable! I, I see how you do us. I, it's a new nickname for a week at this tough. rate. It's a new, yeah, new right, nickname. Exactly. Last week was Mr. Rogers. Now it's Frankie Carter. Click over there. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Oh, man. Hey, Frankie, what are they saying about free throw shooting, man? Is it uh, something they feel, you know, can, can get better, corrected here? What do, you, what do you think about that? Yeah, it was kind of brought up the other day, too, with, with Mike about sports psychology. And, and is that a matter? Is it is it all in the heads of the players? Because when you look at the names on paper, I mean, Keegan Murray, Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, even De'Aaron Fox has been a very good three-point shooter this year. These are guys that should be able to knock down free throws. And for whatever reason, it's not happening. And there's not really an easy answer or an easy solution. Again, I mean, people that are pointing to practice, they are definitely practicing it. Like you guys were talking about before I came on, there is a new free throw uh, I don't know if it's a competition or a way to kind of hold yourself accountable, but they're they're keeping track of this. This is definitely at the top of their minds. Um, there's also like that approach of people that are saying, don't bring it up because it'll make them think about it too much. I don't know if that's really going to matter either. These are professional basketball players. They've been shooting free throws since they learned to play the game. It's just something that might be deeply rooted. Again, we talked about it before, I think, as far as the Kings have been a bad free throw shooting team for a while now, even even before this group came in, in you know, Don King's jerseys back when, Boogie Cousins and those guys were here. The Kings were a bad free throw shooting team. It doesn't really make sense. I don't know if it's something in the air here. I'm not sure. But uh, I, I think it's something that kind of really comes down to mental, that mental headspace of, of being there and at, at, the, at the line and being able to knock down those shots in a timely manner. And I think that Malik Monk's a guy who I'm looking at right now as a 90% free throw shooter who's been having a tough go. Is it mental? I don't know. But I think that the guys are definitely getting the practice in and, it's not a matter of, of that. It's not a matter of are they getting enough reps in because they're doing it at the end of every practice. When we come in for practice, that's all the guys are doing. They're shooting free throws at the end of every day. Uh, and now they're definitely looking like they're keeping track different ways. It was a three-point contest. They were keeping track on the wall. Now it's free throws. So that kind of shows you where their heads are at. Yeah, well, Frankie, it's been an unforgettable conversation. It's time now for uh, Frankie Gets Carded, and that's where we have a, a, a basketball card. Uh, that kind of reflects the job that Frankie's done today. And this, you know, we put the information in, but there's actually like an algorithm that then produces the card. So that might explain why this is this is rather unusual, Frankie. Today's card is actually it's a Jay Buner baseball card. And I, I know you're wow. you're a Yankee fan, but yeah. Uh this is like a nineteen eighty eight Jay Jay oh, wow. Buner baseball card for you today, Frankie. What what'd you trade Jay Buner for? Isn't that Seinfeld? That's Seinfeld, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what you trade Jay Buner for? Yeah, I'll, take, I'll, I'll happily take that. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. Maybe that's – is that the computer's way of saying Frankie's on the trade block? Yeah, he today, might be. Uh, you know, he's going on other shows <laughs> on the set day he's supposed to come on with us and everything. Not just on the day, like during the interview, guys. During I got another call. I got another call. <laughs> for anybody, it's but a, it's all right. Day, right I'm getting another call. Normally that wouldn't happen. Normally that wouldn't happen. Our 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 good friend Brendan Nunez is under the weather today, so I've been having to do some double duties. And yeah, I'm a little. Uh, I apologize. Right? I know I'm gonna have to deal with the hang up thing for a while, but I promise I was not trying to pick up some random number in the middle of talking to you guys. Question drapes. Did throwing Brendan under the bus actually help Frankie's cause at all? There. Not at all. Not a, man, another great job by our teammate. Like Brendan is at home chilling, trying to nurse himself back together, and. Now he gets dragged into this. Unbelievable. I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm just letting you know what's going on. Uh, Brandon, we get you, well Frankie. soon, All right, man. man. Uh, <laughs> All right, dude. We'll see. We you appreciate it. We'll see you in a little bit here. Thanks, Frankie. Uh, can't wait to see you guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Uh, well, that went well. 
Uh, Frankie Cardicelli, obviously great Kings coverage, SackdownSports.com. And I guess Frankie would have us believe he's carrying the whole outfit right now. Right, right. Nothing out of Nunes. Right. But. Nobody else working around here. You know, I got to take multiple calls at once. Oh, my God. For uh, anybody, when but, we come uh, back, sorry, how come LeBron call. is <laughs> – how come LeBron's not playing tonight hmm. uh, against the Warriors? We get into that here as we return to the Golden One. Uh, next, Drive Guys on Sackdown Sports. Monk talking about how the Kings looking forward to getting going now, how much they uh, benefited from that break. And I know, Drapes, you were, you had asked Mike Brown about that before the break. <laughs> he didn't want any part of it. But uh, when they came back from the break, Mike Brown sure said you were right. So, oh, yeah, we needed this break. So, here we go tonight. Yeah, yeah, and it was clear as day. I mean, you just heard Malik, you know, say, you know, they needed a break from each other. They needed it, – it just felt like that. Anytime you have 15 road games in a 19-game uh, stretch, you're around each other. On, you know, think about it. When you're on the road, you can't get away and go home to your family and, di- you know, you're you're eating meals with each other. On the you bus. bus with each other plane you're getting two three in the morning and so sometimes you just need to exhale and get get away from it all uh you know guys went all over uh, i know javel was out in hawaii javel mcgee my guy was out in hawaii i i, I wanted to stop by and check out his workouts because he yeah. took one of an assistant but was I he said, in maui yeah he was in maui oh, he was wow. same island i was at wow. but i i didn't want to uh intrude and i needed a break from him <laughs> and the kings too and so uh yeah man it was just that you know that that's why i think you know this last 28 games man we'll see the best of sacramento a best of the kings because it, it's sort of like a, a reset for them they had that mini one where they have three days off in between games and they came out, you know, on fire. And, and I fully expect that again. Uh, get this win tonight. And then it gets really tough, though. I mean, oh, my gosh, it gets really tough. But this team has the talent and the capabilities to, to beat anybody in the NBA. We've been, of course, looking ahead today and also looking back at why the Kings were inconsistent in the first half. And we've talked about some potential, uh, potential pardon me, mental issues. And on the chat here, the YouTube chat, Brandon Dietzman says, if nothing else, I think Monk is the guy who is well-equipped to deal with those types of hang-ups. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Because he's going to bring you honesty and he's going to bring you energy. Right, right, right. And the thing about, you know, Malik, it's he wears his heart on his sleeve, you know. We, We know when he misses a free throw or something, like, it bothers the heck out of him. You know, when he goes through a slump, you could see it. You could feel it. And, and, you know, knowing him the way he is, I I agree with Brandon. You know, this this is a guy that, you know, I think mentally, too, can deal with the struggles. Uh, You know, he played in Charlotte. Think about that. He played in Charlotte. You know, went to L.A., played under LeBron James and the Lakers. Now he comes here. and, And I think, you know, when you look at his upbringing also, you know, with his brother, who was uh, drafted in the NFL, played overseas basketball, came back when Malik was nine years old to help raise him. And so he's a hardened kind of guy. And so I I do think Malik uh, has the makeup to overcome some of these struggles uh, from the free throw line. And he's got a lot going on, too. He's playing for his next contract. Yes, yes. That's that's a major thing. And, you know, it's, you know, he's in the conversation for sixth man of the year. Uh, I, I think, you know, when you look at what he does, and I think this is what he's shown the league. We always knew Malik could score, but 
he's more of an all-around player in terms you of know playmaking. He's a playmaker, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think it. You know, a lot of people, and so he showcased himself and and put himself out in position to earn you know twenty million a year this upcoming offseason. Brandon Deesman also says, with one button, forever a legend. And you know who he's talking about. Yes. The great Frankie the Cardicelli. The great Frankie Cardicelli. Ryan Williams Art says, you're listening to the smooth dial tones of Frankie Click. So, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's awesome. There it is. Man. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, our boy Frankie. I get, I get people texting me, too. They're listening, and they're like, oh, that was hilarious, dude. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get on the drive, guys, man. You just never know. <laughs> Appreciate it, Frankie. Yeah, uh, we'll be uh, seeing uh, Frankie tonight. Also tonight, you know, we're focused, of course, on the Kings and the Spurs, but we got the Lakers and the Warriors yes. playing, and you know it's a big night for the league and for the TV people. But LeBron's not playing tonight. Yeah. Wasn't at practice yesterday. We got an excused absence uh, from practice yesterday. No LeBron James uh, tonight. Uh, with a big matchup, you would think, you know, Golden State, both teams trying to move up in the standings. What are they, ninth and 10th? Mm-hmm, uh, Lakers mm-hmm. ninth, Warriors 10th right now. This could standing. decide the tiebreaker. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, I, I don't know what's going on with LeBron's head. They, they say ankle. And he only did play in the first half of the All-Star game. And so maybe it's something legit. I don't know. But, uh, you know, who do we root for in this one? Both of them going to lose? Like a tie? Is that uh what we're hoping for it tonight? Well, it's a good question because for years the law was you never, ever root for, for the Lakers. Lakers. Yes. But now I think now it applies more to the Warriors, yeah, doesn't it? I, I, I think so. I think, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If the Warriors could go 0-82, I'd be all for it. <laughs> like, I, I don't need the Warriors to win a single game. And, you know, I am uh, hoping the Lakers get them. Because I, I think, you know, when you look at it, the Warriors – it's it, it you got to live, and I know there's Laker fans around here, but I feel like I see more Warriors fans than anything. Like isn't, outside isn't of Jason Jay- Jones, a Laker fan, is he? I think he is. Yeah, he might be. But we all, and he's a good guy. He's, he's from LA. Good, we all grew up Lakers. Long like, Beach, he's excuse from me, from LA. Long Beach. Yeah, he's from there. Okay. Whitey, we grew up on the Magic Johnson yeah, yeah. era. You know, we grew up. But nowadays, you know, I. It's something about the Warriors that just get under my skin. And so I could never cheer for them right now. <laughs> I've noticed it's, it's that. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, this will be LeBron's eighth missed game this season. Played for 14 minutes during the All-Star game on Sunday. Uh, my first reaction was, well, if he's hurt, why do he play in the All-Star game? Then I realized, that's just like going to the park. Right, right. That's not, it's not even, you, <laughs> you don't know, even break a sweat a walk out Walk around the block or something. <laughs> it, it used to be, right? No, well, you, yeah, I remember Kyrie a few years ago. This was, you know, the narrative uh, when he was in Boston and he was injured. And they're like, oh, I bet you he'll be healthy enough to play in the All-Star game. And you're right. Right now, All-Star game is a walk in the park. You know, it's Almost a light literally, job. yeah. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lakers beat the Warriors in double OT last month. LeBron led the team in points, 36 rebounds, 20 assists, 12 in that game. Uh, but a big game tonight, uh, no LeBron. That's unfortunate for TV people because those games do, no matter what you or I think of either team, Lakers, Warriors, draws big Marquee game. Yeah. Yes, uh, 100%. And, you know, you got stars missing. You got LeBron uh, missing tonight. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because, you know, we talk about this sprint to the finish, and 
for LeBron and the Lakers is still like ho hum, you know. Right. As long as we get to the play and we'll be fine. And mm-hmm. so they they don't have the sense of urgency, I think, that we're hoping to see from our Kings. Because they just feel we get in, we're in. Right. Playing or right. not, right? Right. Well, I saw today that Anthony Davis and LeBron have combined missed the fewest games that they have missed combined since I think the year they won that quote unquote asterisk championship. <laughs> ah, the bubble so I'll give them that. But you know, LeBron is anytime a guy says he's hurt, one thing I've learned is you just take him at his word. Right, right. But that's gonna be a key to this whole thing coming down the stretch, not just with him and A D, but with Curry and with Kevin Durant and with Kawhi. I mean, especially in the West, how well the aging players can continue to hang on and stay out there is going to be an absolute key to this whole race. Yes, yes. I, you know, Phoenix got, has aging players. Clippers, Lakers, yeah. Warriors. You're right. And, you know, injuries always play a factor uh, in the NBA. And so keep an eye on that. You know, the Pelicans, you know, knock on wood, they've been comparing, you yeah. know, relative comp- to – Previous seasons, they've been relatively healthy uh, this year. Zion's been playing, and mm-hmm. so uh, there's a lot of factors, man, that could play in this, uh, you know, final 28 games of the season. Yeah. Well, we've got uh, Sean Elliott coming up about 315. Yeah. And up next here, as we get ready for the Spurs, you know, Pop's a legend, and Wemby is going to be, so why are the Spurs so bad? We will solve that mystery when we come back here to the Gold One Center to drive guys on Sacktown Sports. 